your favorite fat boys. What's up, everybody? Your favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. your hood reconstruction renaissance, a.k.a. your hood department chair. Hood department chair. So do I bring all my all my problems to you and will you fix them? No. You can bring them, but we still working on that whole fixing thing. So is there a plank department I can go to? Yes. Do they work? What but the, the, box, the box for the complaints. Go straight into an incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of like what it does now. Yeah. <laughs> you got problems, and we hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't fix them. Okay. We got it. I got it. Understood. 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 Okay. So welcome, everybody, back to the podcast. This is our first episode in a, wait, wait, a couple months. Yeah, yeah. Not, so, not the first of the, not the first of 2022. No, 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 not the first of 2022. Okay, yeah. So we had, we had to wait till it warmed up a little bit. He had to wait till I had to wait till it warmed up a little bit to get back at Stefan's house because he won't turn the heat on for me. So the days were April 9th and my birthday's on Tuesday, the 12th. So I would, I would, I would like is, uh, you know, I wish you had birthday, Jerron. That's all, that's all I'm looking for. I would think that you'd be looking forward to a kidney, but. I need a kidney and a heart. But, but no, you'll take well, birthday wellnesses? I'll take, I'll take birthday wellnesses for now because my birthday's passed. My birthday's coming up. You know, we worry about the the heart and the kidney later. But speaking of that, you know, that's a good segue into um, our first little topic here. It's just to give you an update on what's been going on the past few months with me and, you know, get, trying to get a transplant list. So we are not on the list currently. However, I finally got the right insurance. Thank God. And I've been having, I got, I've had appointments a couple last month. I got three set up this month and things are kind of starting to move along in the right direction. So with that being said, in order for the University of Maryland to perform the heart and kidney transplant, I need to have an insurance that will cover both the heart and kidney transplant. Beforehand, I only had Medicare, they only cover just the the kidney side of things or the heart side of things. They only they, they do one or the other. And then on top of that, I had to find a hospital that would do both surgeries with the with the type of insurance that I needed. Because the hospital will only it will, we're either going to do one or the other, with the you know given the type of insurance I had. So now that I got the right insurance they will go ahead and perform both transplants. So right now, there's a, we're just working on getting some tests done. The other day, I had a, a CT scan, an ultrasound, some blood work done. It's, it's just it's like a few follow-ups with, with, with my heart doctor here and there. And that's that's where we're at right now. I'll, I'll know some more information once I see the doctors later this month, and then we'll see what the next step is. But we are not on the list yet, but I think we will be getting close to it. And the moral of the story is navigating American healthcare is a bitch, a super bitch. Because I can I can remember when I had when I was, when I was working, I had United Healthcare, and they when it, once we found out everything that I needed, they told me that they couldn't do 
the the transplant here in Maryland. I had to go outside of Maryland to get transplants done. They talking about I, I about to go to Georgetown in D.C. or go to Pittsburgh or maybe Virginia to get the transplant done. I'm like, that's really inconvenient. Go, I understand why you're telling me to go there, but it's super inconvenient to, to, get, to go to get these tests done. And then when they call you and say, hey, we got it ready. You got to be here within a certain amount of time. You can't just drop and get a ride out to, to Pittsburgh or a flight. I don't know. So let's see. I've been on dialysis since, what, 2018? That's four years now. It's been a lot. Been a whole lot. American healthcare in a nutshell. Yes. We should, All right. We should, do, we should do a documentary on that. I think there's plenty. Mine <laughs> <laughs> might well, not make me a little different. It could be special. Oh, okay. It's more of a personal touch than that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So today we're going to talk about, uh, you know, our great city again of Baltimore. Uh, but instead of focusing on the, uh, I guess, the, the violence that's been happening in the past, what, months or years now? Mm, a couple of months. A few months now we've been covering, you know, we used to give you little updates here and there. We're going to talk about some some projects Baltimore has going on that will, I guess, uh, I guess the city of updated facelift. Yeah, it's, it's trying to make the city popping again. So, let's see. What do you got going on? So, recently they said that uh, they will take in the old Target by my Diamond Mall and turn that to a community center. Right. So, it closed in 2017, but now a construction company or the president of a construction company is coming in and saying that he's going to turn it into a community center for the Mall Diamond area. So, I think that's really great to hear because that space is, you know, it was a Target, which I think was helpful to a certain extent. But I think that got really destroyed during the uh, the Freddie Gray riots back in, what was that, 2014, 2015? Yeah, I mean, but it, it, was, it was still reopened, though. So oh, it was? Okay. Yeah, yeah it okay. did reopen. I guess I would ask the question, how does a Target fail in Mondawmin Mall? <laughs> <laughs> I went there one time when it was brand new. I did as well. So, and I don't, I mean, well, they talk about the jobs and anything like that. So, how it failed is, is a really good question. Right. But yeah, it's gonna come in, and this construction company—they're gonna come in, and they're gonna—they're gonna gut it, and they're gonna turn it into a community center and provide for that, you know, those West Baltimore families, and see how that goes. <laughs> well, a community center, you know, I be- I believe will do that area some justice. I won't say I won't say justice the right word, but. It, it, it'd be beneficial. Um, yeah, I mean, I sound skeptical because I'm skeptical about everything, but no, no, it's actually. Oh, you skeptical about the area? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm skeptical, but it's actually, it's actually a, it is a benefit for the community, and hopefully, if this isn't you know some individual, I don't know enough about the person who's taking it over. I, I looked up his name. Mm-hmm. It's Timothy Reagan. I don't. I don't know enough about him and his company to say what he's going to do and he's going to make good on the promises of this community center. But so I'm always a little skeptical. But you know, community center, an investment in the community is always better than no investment in the community. Right. Because I I heard them float around some ideas of what they want to do. Like they want to put in there like a a test kitchen and have you know people that it's like you want like a food truck and you go in there and prepare prepare some of your your food in that test kitchen. And then you're ready to roll out with your food truck, you know, to hit the streets and everything, something like that. They also want to provide, you know, you know, jobs in that community center as well. So it seems like it'd be, it'd be a, a win-win for everybody once they think once they get up and rolling. I, you know, but right now, like I said, everything's kind of just ideas they're thrown out there. Nothing's like set in stone what it will be. We'll see how that comes about. What's going on? 
Also, well, also too, they have tore down Northwood Shopping Center, and Morgan has is revitalizing that. That's going. So they currently they got the they tore down the, the old McDonald's. They got a new one up. The gas station's still up there. They got a Fortune Bank. They're going to put in there a Barnes and Nobles, a Chipotle, a Tropical Cafe, a Wingstop. And it's something else. Like yeah, I got they're definitely shop. turning that area into a college community. You need Chipotle. <laughs> and you need a wing stop. And you need Barnes and Nobles. You got to study somewhere. Right. Yeah. Look at Towson. Look at Johns Hopkins. Right. And, and speaking of uh, Towson, Towson's gone through a, a facelift in, in, you know, years ago. Uh, especially when we were coming up as kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been there recently. And they've definitely gone full stop with construction and building yeah they got new they, they got to put the condominiums up uh new movie theater those restaurants there you know a couple of them closed by a couple of them are closed all right now yeah. and, they, and they finally get they got a couple uh shops in the in the old Tazer Commons building now too yeah yeah they got a it's an at stone uh little place there and something else in there too i can't think of the top of my head but that that place has gone through a lot of changes because it used to be it, it did not used to be all that there when we came up you said club in the middle of it. They did. Generation Extremes. <laughs> oh boy. Memories. Right. So, you know, back to Morgan, making another big investment. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk about that. So, the old Lake Clifton High School, fun memories there, which closed down in 2018. <laughs> Morgan is buying it up and going to turn it into a satellite campus. What does that mean, a satellite campus? So, it's. It's not connected to Morgan, but oh, okay. it's a part of Morgan. So when you go on, when you on at this new Lake Clifton site, you're still at Morgan. B Triple C has it, College Park has it, a lot of other campuses have satellite campuses. Oh, okay, it's not okay. connected to or anywhere close to their official university, but it's still a part of the university. Gotcha. And they they dropping uh, they paid two hundred million for the Lake Clifton campus. I, I, mean, I just want I just want to know where I get his money from because I just want some of it. I mean, Morgan has a huge endowment, especially as far as colleges go. In HBCUs, Morgan has a huge endowment, just a, a sum of money that they have to do these kind of things. Mm. And it don't help. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt either that you have Jeff Bezos' s wife dumping millions of dollars into them as well. Right. What's she, what was she doing? Is you single? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she did just go through a divorce. So, yeah. And she got more money than she could ever spend. I mean, get it when you fit in. I mean, I might be your man. And if you need a side piece, I might be your man. We'll put a bit in for uh, Jeff Bezos' as wife. I would know her name. <laughs> All right, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, we, need, we, need to put some, we need to put some respect on her name. Right. Before we start hollering at her. I don't, I don't like the I don't like the tone of Jeff Bezos' s wife, Mackenzie Scott. Now we now we can speak directly okay. to her, Miss Mc Rich ass Mackenzie Scott. I'm gonna call you Miss Scott because I'm nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Rich ass Mackenzie Scott, holla at your boy. So yeah, I mean, you know, based off the the deal, there, there's a lot of stipulations that they had to go through. You know, 
taking the basketball court and remove, removing it and placing it somewhere else. There's a building that's on the that you know that's in the area that's of imp- importance to the historical society. They had to stabilize. Oh. So yeah, there, there's some, there's a bunch of stipulations that go with it that they they agreed to so that they can put their satellite campus there. Hmm. Well, I look I look forward to seeing what that's going to be. I don't attend Morgan, but I I, I live I live close by Morgan, so I, I've always like to see what they have built and contributed to the community over the years. I'm think really really thankful that they are putting some life back at the Northwood Shopping Center because that has just been it's just been, it's just been uh was I guess I don't say run down but just been stagnant for like so many years and nothing new come up in there so I mean but you know the the, the problem that I have with when these colleges do this is the same thing that Coppin has done with the North Avenue area is they buy up all of the property raises the, the real estate taxes in the area and then all of the poor folks and you know middle class folks who are living there can no longer afford to live there so so yeah sure it, it's nice you're gonna bring in new businesses but then you, you're gonna push out the people who were previously there because you know Coppin has done it up in the north avenue area morgan estate has done it down in that north gate area so yeah because they um i guess you can ask for more money when it comes to rent or mortgages Cause it's a house next door to me, and the guys rent it out for I think it's a, it's a three bedroom, two and a half bath, for eighteen hundred dollars. Mm. Now the original price was twenty two hundred, but he decided he wanted to be generous and drop it under eighteen. Eighteen hundred is generous. And when my, yeah, because my and my mom was like, one, if one person, that's a lot of money for a student. I said, my, it's not be just one person. It's gonna be five people in there. Five or six people because you're going to split that rent five ways. Oh, hell yeah. Or six ways because that's the only way that someone really can afford it. I want to be with one person, one person, they depend on what the kind of job they got, absolutely they can afford that. Yeah, yeah. That's man. that's nothing. But, but it's still unreasonable. It's very unreasonable, I think, for that area. But, yeah, and especially in Baltimore. You know, and then you got no rent cap, so. Yeah, Maryland has absolutely no rent caps, so they can raise rent as much as they want as long as they give you a 30 day notice. Because um, one thing I was thinking about, and this is just wishful thinking, if Morgan were to, you know, buy up any of these blocks that is across from Morgan State University, I was thinking like, shoot, with my parents having a house right there, if they were to make an offer, do I, would, would I take the offer or would, or would I, you know, what I ask them to give, give me more money? I mean, well, you know, that's... I'll be, be, be like the guy in Ups. The up and up movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, essentially, that that's what it was in you know the area that I lived in on Rob Street because John Hopkins University was buying up all of those properties. My next door neighbor at the time, he was like, you know, he was holding out with the hopes that John Hopkins would come in mm-hmm. to take over that area so he can get a good deal on selling his house. Oh, okay, because they had taken up most of that area up on you know the Green Mount Thirty Third up to Twenty Fifth Street. Yeah, they ever get that or you don't know? No, I haven't. It's been a while since I've checked in, so I don't know. No, well, hope you got it there, sir. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's this is what we're thinking. But you don't never know how these things going to go. So and just because it happens in one area doesn't mean it's going to happen in another area. With uh, you being a, a copy alumni, how when you first when you first went there versus what it I guess when you after you graduated, how many, have you seen a lot of changes? Like oh yeah, I changes. mean there's there's tons of change, especially with one the number of buildings that they now have erected. So, okay. I mean, first they, they had just one, you know, one building across the street from the main campus. Now it's completely been built up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the streets that are in the area have been completely renovated. So 
they they've they've dropped a ton of money. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's completely. Yeah, I ain't completely been on that. Different. I haven't been on that way in a minute. So I can't wait to see what that looks like. We should, we should we should go up there one day. I mean, I've been up there. Uh, when last time you been up there? Yeah, it's been about a month. Oh, okay. About a month ago. You just go up there just just because? Yeah, I mean, I was in the area, so I went to go check out the campus and look and oh, okay. see all the the investment that they put into the area. Mm-hmm. Checking out campus means he was looking for some honeys. <laughs> No, no, I'm not that young anymore. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> well, come on, honeys. <laughs> well, I don't go trolling college for, for honeys anymore. Oh, you would be a predator. <laughs> I've aged out of doing that. <laughs> mm, my bad. I moved you in that category. <laughs> right, I'm telling you. All right, so we talked about, we got Morgan, you know, doing it up, um, talking to the community center. Is Corona... Still a thing? A lot of people seem to think Corona's just gone. Everybody I talk to saying, you know, I'm pretty much over with. You know, uh, I got my shot and everything. Which one did you get? Uh, I got I got the Johnson & Johnson. I'm surprised you ain't dead yet. Corona isn't over. Our collective ability to care is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds so bad. <laughs> but that's what it is. Our collective ability to care about Corona is over. Said hospitalizations have gone down. The number of vaccinated people has gotten to a not a good point, but a stable point. It's a, it's a number they keep throwing out there to let you know, like, hey, we was, we was going in the right direction at one point. Yeah, I mean, we were, but then it slowed down, and now everything is opening back up. We're at about a thousand people a day across the nation die from coronavirus, and we as a society are just okay with that. So I know we had the vaccine, which is not a cure, but when someone gets sick. How do they treat it then? Are they still using those ventilators? Or are they just? I mean, no. Only if you need to go and you only get ventilated if you need to be ventilated. Okay. And so if your breathing is so labored that you can no longer do it on your own, that's the only time you get it. Right. So the best treatment that they you know have is one isolate you and and give you any any level of whatever they could use to help mitigate symptoms. But you know, so but you, know, the vaccine is there for a reason. But we've gotten to the point as a society where, say, we've two and a half years, we just said, yeah, fucking, we're done with this. Where the rest of the country, they would they would go complete shutdown because that's what happened, I think, in, uh, was it China? Yeah, China. And China had like two or three cases, they said. Oh, it, it was more than that. They oh. had, a, they had a, a huge number of cases in a day. They shut down. Shut that shit down. Cities, you know, eight million people went in lockdown. Shut it down. <laughs> Unplug it. Turn it off. Said America, we won't ever do that again. Keep it running. <laughs> we will not do that again. Says <laughs> again, we collectively got to the point we no longer care about the pandemic. So you so we you saying we won't we we won't go through another shutdown again. I I, I do not foresee it happening. God damn my stock will be said toilet paper stock. Right. <laughs> said I do not foresee perceive America going into a complete shutdown. I mean, granted, we never went into a complete shutdown to begin with. Yeah, it was like, it was like, it was like 50%. <laughs> right. That's like 50% y'all bitch so moan. I can't go outside. I can't, I can't go to work no more. You said, but, you know, we're going to see another surge. It's, it's no way around it because we're already starting to see numbers go back up with what they call stealth Omicron. The fuck are these, who come up with these damn superhero names and villains? I mean, well, it's still it's still Omicron. I mean, it goes off the Greek alphabet. It's still Omicron. It still has that protein signature of Omicron, but it's mm-hmm. now just it's harder to detect. 
This motherfucker done adapted, changed. This, That's this, what viruses do. This nigga hard to catch somebody on child support. <laughs> That's what viruses <laughs> do when you give them enough time to breathe. They smart like that. Mm. And we dumb like that. We are very much dumb like that. <laughs> oh, they can't mutate. They can't go from person to person. <coughs> oh, I will say it like this. Said before coronavirus, before the pandemic, I used to always love zombie movies, but I always say they never show how the zombie how the zombie apocalypse starts because it would never make fucking sense. Now I know it will make fucking sense. <laughs> they, they can never make sense of how it was able to spread and how people, uh, so many people, got affected. But thanks to coronavirus, I see you, baby. <laughs> Well, look, they, good thing we live in Maryland because it gets cold up here. So zombies <laughs> won't survive in the cold. They only survive in Atlanta and The Walking Dead. So, yeah, coronavirus is still a thing. We just don't care anymore. So, because I saw on the news, they were saying that, they, you know, if, for a fourth dose, if you are yeah, over the age of 50. Yeah, get it. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is not anything new as far as, far as vaccines go, as, you know, polio, so many other vaccines. They, they were giving out four to five boosters. Okay. Depending on, you know, the severity of the disease. So, yeah, this is not, it's not a new thing. So, would you get, would you get another shot if, it, if they asked you, if it needed, need to be done? Yeah, I mean, I already had three. <laughs> <laughs> what difference is another I got a line here. <laughs> three is enough. You got, you already got them, them antibodies and those uh, microscopic machines in me. I already got three. <laughs> what difference is a fourth one going to make? That's going to be the one to trick you. Ha ha! Now I got it. Now we got you under control. We got all the peoples. I, I'm, I got my, I got all my three shots, and I'm, I'm still going to, you know, su- suggest that, you know, if you have, if you have vaccinated, please do so. You can protect yourself and your family. Right. Continue to wear a mask in those public spaces where you can't socially distance. In close spaces, you know, mask up. And for, and for both people who are masked and or not not wearing the mask, don't look at each other funny. It gets awkward. <laughs> when you look, I'm gonna look at you funny. <laughs> <laughs> when you walk by somebody, and this is you can't see it in the mask and everything, but it's just mm, utter disgust. You have your mask on. I'm judging you. <laughs> now, the one thing I say, I, the one thing I hate about a mask is that when I greeted people. And they, you know, it's like, hey, how are you? And I, and I, 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 I smile. I'm like, you know, good and you. But you can't see my smile. And I, and I forget. I'm like, damn, when I'm mad, you can't see me smiling. I mean, if your smile doesn't come out in your voice, then that's on you. Well, I think it does. I hope it does. Then you should be fine. But, but it's just something I thought about. It's like, damn, you know, you can't see my smile. Like, I thought, take a nice smile. I'm a baby face. He's looking at my lips. <laughs> Don't be mad. You look like you you older than hey. me, and I look younger than you. I'm okay with that. I've resigned myself to my age. Thank you very much. You look forward to getting older, don't I? <laughs> with your already old self, I know what I am. <laughs> so, and uh, let's see what we got going on here. So, oh, we touched this real quick. There's a whole war going on over there in Ukraine, in uh, Russia, between Russia and Ukraine. We haven't really talked about much about that, but uh, yeah, Putin sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's in its second month. I mean, but not only does he suck for the invasion of, of a sovereign democratic nation, but his army just also sucks. One, they're 
they're terrible, they're inefficient, and now they're just committing war crimes because they're taking a beating. So, so what's the essence of war crime? Essence is they're attacking civilians, so they're killing civilians, people okay. who are not armed, in the armed forces. They're attacking civilian infrastructure, so they're attacking homes, they're attacking theaters, hospitals, wherever the fuck they want to drop a bomb, they just drop a bomb. Yeah, they just fucking shit up just because. Yeah. So take the idea of bodies laid out in the street and mass graves. I don't, I don't that, that's, that's, I think it's something, that's just terrible to imagine. I was, I was watching a clip of it in the news. This Ukrainian family had a hide in their, their, their basement, cold and drafty as, as a basement, as a, like stone wall. What if it's like this, a stone wall to wall. Yeah, yeah. And the little girl may have been like eight or nine years old and she was, uh, taking chalk and coloring or drawing pictures on the wall of what was going on, what she could hear. Like the bombs and the, and the, the gun show, the gun, gunfire. And then she would draw pictures of, you know, when we like, when she remember it was like nice outside and it's all sunny and everything like that. And it's like, dang, that's, that's fucked up. These, these are the memories you're creating, but also you to go back to the kind of like, you know, put yourself in a, in a, in a better place, a better, a better mind frame. Cause what was going on. So yeah, I mean, and as terrible as it is, I don't want to get too much into this, but. I will say, you know, fuck the media for their coverage of this. Mm-hmm. Because you, if you think about the fact that there are wars, atrocious wars happening in the Middle East and Africa all the time. They don't right. get this level of coverage because of the fact that they're black and brown people. This is what you expect. But the way they're covering Ukraine is because they're white and they're European. Like, oh, my God, how could this happen in a European nation? Like, they don't have fucking have wars and violence all the fucking time. Uh, yeah, I noticed that, too. And then also they... They show images of which surprised it surprised people. Uh, I don't know why, but when they treated uh, black Ukrainians a certain way, and it's like I mean, they weren't even black Ukrainians; they were just black, black folks that were there. But why <laughs> black folks that were there? And it's like, why are you surprised? That's how black people get treated across the oh, world. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Europe is you know parts of Eastern Europe are still very racist. Yeah. So they're very much a hom- homogenistic nation and don't like outsiders and minorities. But yeah, so even though what's going on is atrocious, fuck the media for the way they're covering it as if this is some, oh no, this is a first world nation. This is Europe. This kind of shit doesn't happen in Europe. Like fucking most of the wars in the fucking world weren't fought in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Did y'all forget about World War II? And what else we got going on? And lastly, we'll talk, we'll leave out, we'll talk about, uh, the, with the level of violence going on in Baltimore, you have you well one we have the upcoming uh election for the state's attorney soon. Yeah. So you got district attorney. That's sorry, it was the other state attorney. State attorney district. district. One of these attorneys. They got a race coming up for that. And you got you you know, everybody's pretty much, you know, starting their uh their campaign. And one is from what they got name is? I can't say his name. So So the it, it is for yeah, it is for Baltimore City State's Attorney, and his name is the Republican candidate Thiru Vignaraja. Okay, yeah, so he wants to implement because apparently it's been a, it has been a spike in carjackings, and he wants to implement check alerts as a crime deterrent for carjackers, and also too he wants to instead of putting it on the local district attorney, like Baltimore. It would be handed to the FBI, the ATF, 
and outside local law, outside of uh, local law enforcement to prosecute these crimes. And so they, and his, and his his pitch was that by doing so, they would come down swifter and harder with these sentences uh, when it comes to, you know, go carjacking or any crime period that we've not seen such like an overturn of, you know, repeat offenders uh, or people getting released early because of crimes they committed. I mean, but the thing about it is, and, and it's this whole idea, and it's so dumb, and we know it doesn't work, is that whole, we need to be tough on crime. It's great for political points, but we know statistically, it does not work. That that whole harder sentencing, harsher sentencing, that it doesn't work to deter crime. It doesn't, because it doesn't address the issues that cause people to be criminals. Well, so, they're never going to bring that up. Yeah. Or do, or do enough to prevent, you know, the crime from happening. Right. I mean, so, you know, lack of opportunity, lack of investment in, in communities that the thing, the fact is that actually lead to crime. We don't ever address them. And so we just say, I'd be tough on crime because that's easy to get somebody elected because of the fact that one, the soundbite and two, it creates an emotional response in people. Yeah, crime is bad. I want somebody who will really punish people harshly for the crimes they commit. Yeah, right. And it sounds good when you're saying it, but as opposed to a your opponent who you feel as though might not be doing enough or, yeah, pretty much haven't done enough. So I know I recently I was telling you about how a, it was a manager at a restaurant in Little Italy that got killed. I think it was a robbery gone wrong. And before the before the, the murder had happened, the little Ellie was complaining about, you know, I guess of muggings or robberies and things of that nature. And they wanted more police presence. Nothing happened. Guy gets murdered, unfortunately, and then they, they throw out the police presence out there. I don't know it's continued now, because I think this story happened maybe about maybe April, maybe back in maybe late January, early February, something like that. So when so my my point while I was making to you was that why is it that we asked for it before it happens, but then we it does, we don't get it. Now it happens, we get it, but why is it not the same thing happening in the black and brown neighborhoods? And the obvious answer is you can go and say that. Well, I mean, police an increased police presence doesn't prevent crime. It moves crime into areas where the police don't see it. And the fact of the matter is, you're not going to get a bunch of police control, you know, patrolling a neighborhood. One, because a lot of people don't want them there because of the optics that it creates and the, the mistreatment that the police do on these black and brown communities. And two, that the police force is there to protect capitalist interests. They're not there to protect and serve. They don't have to. I mean, there's a Supreme Court case that says that the police do not have to protect and serve. Right. They did to protect the, the business. So like... Yeah. Capitalist interest, right? So, Little Italy is a place of business. You know, your 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 regular neighborhood with maybe a, a corner store at the end is not they're not a place they're gonna you know want to keep a lookout for you know protecting wise. Maybe so if there was some there are some maybe some dealings going on there or something like that. They, they you know, but they're not gonna be there like the two. They're not gonna beat the, beat the streets pretty much. And, and the fact of the matter is, we know statistically. Having more police doesn't do anything. Said so out of all of the crimes, the major crimes that get reported to police, which is about fifty percent of all crimes actually get reported, the police only solve about two percent of them. So out of the fifty percent that gets reported, these are crimes that get reported to the police. They only solve two, as in the police make an arrest. There's a prosecution. The person goes to jail. Two percent out of fifty. Out of fifty percent of all yeah, crimes. So what are y'all doing? They they getting a lot of money. 
They get, they get overtime. The largest portion of the budget for most cities goes to the police force. So giving them sh- millions and millions of dollars doesn't actually make them more effective. So hiring more police officers doesn't actually make them more effective. No, but, they don't because they be, they, be, they be pitching the, uh, when they be hiring for people like, you know, make, I didn't heard it over the years go from like 38000 to forty four. Fifty five, like almost, it's damn near sixty now to start as a, as, a, as a starting police officer. It's almost, a, I think, it's yeah, sixty thousand. I mean, sure, the job can be dangerous, but the fact of the matter is, is that if you're looking for the police to one stop crime, two to deter crime before it happens, and three to help you with solving crimes, it's just not statistically, it's not there. None of that happens, but hmm. it's always you know for the. The illusion of safety. So, the blue lights didn't help. Oh no! All, again, all it did was just take the crime off the main streets and push them into the alleys and in the darker areas where the, the blue lights couldn't see. Because again, if you never address what causes crime, you're not gonna stop crime. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> So we need uh what was that what was the uh, the crime dog named McGruff? We need McGruff back? <laughs> no, McGruff need to have a different message. Oh. <laughs> How'd the song go? McGruff, McGruff, fight tight on tough on crime. Oh no, you got hit our number six oh six five two. McGruff, Chicago, oh, Illinois, six oh six five two, and help me take a bite out of crime. <laughs> But why would we get in tele? Why we get commercial from Chicago crime, not from Baltimore crime? Because <laughs> that's where McGruff was located. Well, yeah, we need it. Well, I guess we had a mascot. He be doing crime too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fucking rock while in a trench coat in the goddamn wave cap. Selling rocks <laughs> in a wave cap. Hey, ain't you supposed to be stopping crime? But you, you both mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is. So there you go. Even with you know the the I guess the surge of crime, Baltimore is still moving forward and trying to go back to its glory days. We'll see how that works. Oh, out. we we got a place. The harbor place down the harbor. The harbor place down the harbor. Yeah, they're getting the facelift too. Because I believe the only thing there it used to be H and M in there. I think H and M closed. But the I think the only thing there really is just um me Philip seafood carryout and Hooters. Yeah. I think that's it. I mean, it used to be a lot of shops there, but you yeah. know, it fell into disrepair and people just weren't going. So they're going to renovate that and see if they can bring in some new business. Well, again, and they had, they had, they've had a shit ton of new restaurants. Not, well, not new, but they've had a shit ton of restaurants coming in and out there in the last few years. Yeah. And we, with the pandemic, of course, I didn't help anything because a lot of people were just trying to fight for, you know, getting your money pretty much and offering deals and services and, you know, we'll bring the food to you pretty much or, you know, get this much off on using Uber Eats and whatever, the, the Grubhub and all them. So, so again, e- even with everything that is going on in crime related, there's still some traction to renovate this and facelift the city and see how that goes in the next couple of years. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you still gonna have Afrin. You still gonna have uh, the Timonium Fair. You know, nothing really happens out there from, you know, from what I can remember. I mean, all of those things that are staples of you know Maryland life and city life are still going to yeah. be there. But now, I guess you know they, they're trying to bring something back. 
Is it something that you want to see? To, is, that did you, is something that you want to see come back? That you remember, you know, growing up? Not really. I don't have nostalgia glasses on when I look back to, when, to growing up because it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I forget we have a different, different upbringing. <laughs> right. I don't wear nostalgia glasses when I think about my past. But no, I'm just I'm interested to see. Five years from now, how all of these things play out. Okay. So I'm more looking towards the future than you know them bringing back something from my past. My past can stay exactly where the hell it's at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if I if I can bring back something, I wouldn't bring it back. I never got experienced this as a kid because I was too young. Bring back the El Dorado. <laughs> Come on down <laughs> to the El Dorado. Come on down, down to the El Dorado. Hear that shit on the commercial all the time on the radio. I was like, whoa. Hey, Dad, what, can we go there? Nah, no. Why you keep asking that? <laughs> it come over here so often. I want to go out there. I mean, when you got over, you should have went. I've gone. Yeah, man, it wasn't that spectacular. Oh, well, the, the theme song was catchy as hell. <laughs> right, that's, a, what, that's about what it was. <laughs> so, y'all need, to, y'all need to drop about $10 million out of $200 million you got going to Lake Clifton to the El Dorado. Not even for the El Dorado, just for some more commercials. <laughs> <laughs> just for my entertainment. Cause that's the only one. <laughs> to bring that song back. So, I think well, we covered everything. You know, I believe we did. So, we got some last and that. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, let's see. What's we? Anything else going on? Well, anything going on with you? Anything new? You going? You going away? You going? To, you going on a business trip? You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to Detroit for a, you know for a work trip. Well, matter of fact, when you do, when you put the Detroit right here. I ain't Detroit. doing that. Why not Detroit? It's sparkling. It's fucking depressing. <laughs> now you go up there, you piss the podcast. <laughs> and see how depressing it is then. <laughs> I'm going to be depressed then. <laughs> oh, boy. So, anything else going on with you? Like, anything exciting, any projects? Or... I think that's about covers all the excitement in my life. <laughs> You know, I'll make sure my life is boring by design. <laughs> I done did enough shit. Well, when I get better and I get my transplants, we're going to do some more shit. I know one thing. I am getting the hell up out of Baltimore for at least a week and traveling somewhere. I feel you. So, well, thank you for listening and tuning in. Make sure you watch the YouTube page. Subscribe, like, comment, and share. I guess he's signing us out now. Well, you, I'm going to do that part. <laughs> you do the other part. So, that's the show. As always, you can check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Peace out. Peace.